Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Friends, support for today's show comes from PrepDish. PrepDish is a healthy subscription-based meal planning service. You know, right now we're in the middle of football season and it gets a little crazy at our house and there's nothing like having meals already planned out for you. Let PrepDish do the planning for you. When you sign up, you'll receive an email that includes a grocery list plus prep ahead instructions so that all of your meals are ready for the week. No guesswork is needed. That is the kind of meal prep I like. Also, right now, you guys, Allison, who's the founder of Prep Dish, she's offering you a $4 month-long trial. That's right. You get to try it out for only a dollar per week. Go to prepdish.com slash happy hour to get your first month of Prep Dish for only $4. Today's show is also brought to you by Lightbox. Say hello to Lightbox, a new brand of laboratory-grown diamond jewelry. While natural diamonds are rare, Lightbox can make a lot of lab-grown ones, making them more affordable at $200 for a quarter carat, plus the cost of the setting. The best part, you guys, they come in different colors like pink and blue. They've got necklaces and earrings for birthdays, beach days, or just because days. So treat yourself or give one as a gift. Check them out at lightboxjewelry.com slash happy hour. Friends, today, my guest is Alex Seeley. Alex sat down with me in Nashville to share with us the magnificent story of her family moving to America from Australia and how God grew a church from inside her basement with five friends that they had invited. And y'all, Alex brings the fire as she talks about how God is showing her the beauty of the kingdom of God. I told you last week, Alex is a pastor alongside her husband, and they lead the church called Belonging Co. in Nashville. She's an author, a mama, and she is just an all-out delight to be around. Before we jump into our conversation, I want to say thank you to all of you guys that joined me this weekend for our Happy Hour Live event. It was phenomenal. Everyone is phenomenal. It was so much fun. Our guests on Friday were Amy Brown and Shay Scholl. And then on Saturday, our friends Annie F. Downs and Crystal Hurst joined me on stage. We had an unbelievable time with over 300 of you guys. Here's what you need to know. I don't want you to miss these. I want you to be a part of these as well. If we are not friends over on Instagram, come find me today. It's at Jamie Ivy. I'll show you pictures from the weekend. You're going to love it. It's my favorite place to hang out. But most importantly, if you want to know about these events, make sure you're a part of the newsletter. Go to jamieivy.com slash newsletter. If you're looking to see some pictures from this weekend, use the hashtag happy hour live and you're going to see everything that happened this weekend. You guys, if you didn't get to come this weekend, or maybe you did, if you live in Texas, if you live around Houston, my husband Aaron and I are doing an event on October 22nd outside of Houston. We call these events Books and Brews with the Ivies. It's at a brewery outside of Houston in Missouri City. We're going to be there that night talking about our books, talking about relationships, talking about marriage, parenting, ministry, what it looks like to be two authors writing a book at the same time, because yes, that is what we did at one time. So if you want to join us, please, please, please come see us. Go to jamieivy.com slash events, and you'll see all of our upcoming events. All right, guys, here is my conversation with Alex Seeley. Alex, welcome to the happy hour. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to have you here. Good to be here. I'm excited about meeting you because we have several mutual friends and I told them I was talking to you and they're like, you're going to love her. (laughs) So I already have really high expectations of loving you. Good. I know that you can fulfill them. Well, you know, it's a lot to live up to. It's a lot to live up. Okay, so (laughs) introduce yourself real quick to our listeners, your family and what you do here in Nashville. Sure. I'm Alex Seeley and I am a pastor, first and foremost, of the belonging company here in Nashville. I'm married, um, uh, been married to the same man for 20 years and I have two children, Holly and Taylor. And uh, yeah, we pastor a church here and I'm an author as well. And you're an author. Yeah. And you're from Australia. Uh Uh-huh. 
Okay. Yeah. I just feel like we needed to get that out. Yeah, absolutely. So just, if yes. you go by accent, it's Australian. <laughs> it's not English. It's not British. It's Australian. Where in Australia? Uh, I grew up in Adelaide, South Australia, but lived in Melbourne the last 10 years okay. before moving to the States. My husband's visited yeah. twice and he loves it. It's the best. Oh. It's the best. Okay, so take me back because I know it brought you guys here, mm-hmm. but... Tell everybody what brought you guys to America. And one of my favorite stories that I read in your book that you guys were praying about it and thinking about it. And someone suggested, hey, if you get this, you'll tell us, green green card, card, which, you know, living here my whole life, I I was like, I don't even know what this, what do you do? Exactly. Okay. Tell us what brought you guys to Nashville. Yeah. Which is crazy because we'd felt this wrestle about moving to the United States, but you can't just kind of uproot and go plant in some other country without visas and permission to live there. And so we were like, well, that sounds like a great idea. And maybe it is a God idea. And our pastors were actually the ones that said, um, put a fleece out and apply for the diversity visa lottery. Now we'd heard about this because obviously Americans don't need it because you were born here. But the government gives away 50,000 permanent resident visas every single year. Our government. Yes. This feels like something I should know. Like I should have learned this. I think this is why you have over 300 million people (laughs) in your country. Yeah. So we applied, but the the odds are kind of not in our favor because 14 million people apply every year. Oh, my word. And they only give out 50,000 applications. They're not guaranteed. Uh-huh. You have to go through the application process. And Australia gets around 700 out of that 50,000. Okay. So technically. Your odds are getting lower and lower, lower the more you so tell me. 700 out of 14 million is a pretty, pretty low odd. Mm-hmm. So for us to do it, was a huge faith step. And we were like, okay, God, if this is your way, we will know. And when it rolled around, because you have to apply in October and then you find out in May. And when we found out in May, it basically said, no, you have not won the application process. So we were like, oh, we really felt like the Lord said yes. But while my husband was on tour in Germany, he gets this email from the US State Department saying they'd made an error in the drawer and they were redrawing it in July. And I just went, I think that was for us. And honestly, when July rolled around and we punched in our code, it said, congratulations, you've won application for America. And we were like, this is it. This is God saying open door. And we just Uh, prepared. It was another year that we prepared, sold everything that we had and literally flew into Nashville, Tennessee, not knowing what on earth we were doing, but we just felt led. (laughs) Why Nashville, Tennessee? Um, We traveled here a bit um, in the past. My husband was actually, is actually a uh, producer and mix engineer and Mm -hmm. he'd worked with a lot of bands and producers and artists and things. So it just kind of made sense Mm -hmm. to land here. But I didn't want to live here. It was okay, we can land here. For a little bit. Yeah, for Uh a little bit. And then we'll move. My heart was to move to New York and because I'm a city girl through and through. And um, so moving to Nashville was actually, it was horrible at first. I hated it for three, four months. I just wanted to run away and go home. You want to go to the big city. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't understand culturally. Everything was different. and, And church for me is a big deal. And I just couldn't find a place of worship that I felt connected to. Mm. And so for me, it just, I I lost all my bearings and I was like, get me out of here, get me out of here until God spoke to us and said, no, 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 this is actually where you're going to be. be. And you guys moved here to start a church. No, we did not. You moved here for what then? We, We literally moved on a word from God. It seems so crazy, but I remember God speaking to me in church back in Melbourne. Uh And, um, he said, Alex, if I were to take you to nothing, with nothing but the presence of God, would you do it? And I, I remember going, no, because that's that's ridiculous. Mm. Like he says, but I'm calling you to something and you have to trust me. And honestly, that was a two-year process. Mm-hmm. Then we went through that whole, what I just wow. unraveled. And so when we landed here, we literally, when I mean literally didn't know what the next step was, we didn't. We we lived off our life savings and we just went, okay, God, what's next? Now, yeah, my this husband- This kind of stresses me out a little yeah. bit. Like <laughs> I like get sweaty when I hear these stories. I don't think many people have done this and probably will do it. I think everyone wants a sure thing to go right. to, a job offer or a, you know, and it's okay to move state, 
But I think to move countries and cultures is a huge step of faith. But honestly, it was the best thing for us. And for two years, I felt God was rewriting something Mm. in my heart. And um, I got busy writing because I just wanted to write. I wanted a whole sea change. We'd been pastoring um, with our senior pastors for 17 years. So I'd always been part of church. But to be quite honest, coming to Nashville, I was quite um, done with church. Um, That's another story. Um, But just done with the whole uh, machine, I think, that had become for me. And God had to rewrite something in my heart. So that's why planning the belonging was the furthest thing from our heart. That happened accidentally without us even realizing it. We just kind of had people in our house. I know how to teach. My husband knows how to lead worship. We invite five people. This is how it started. Five yeah, people. this is it. Just because they they were like, we're just hungry mm-hmm. for something. And we're always traveling on the weekend. Yeah. And we're like, we'll just come to the house. We'll just worship and pray together. And we did it every other Tuesday. But we only ever invited five people. The rest came from those five inviting another five, 10, 15, and then those those people inviting. So before long, we've got a hundred people in our basement that were never, never invited by us. Okay. So Alex, I need to know because you show up in America and you're like, okay, first I'm kind of done with church. Yeah. I've been pastoring for 17 years. That's not on my radar. Yeah. And then you start having this little church in your basement. And when did you go, okay, God, I think you're doing something that maybe wasn't, well, it wasn't your plan. Yeah. What made you go, I'm back in? Yeah. Well, it was actually a, so we'd done that for a year and it was, we kept telling everybody, this is not a church, uh-huh. <laughs> just so you know, this is just a gathering together that we get to worship and and fill up and then go and do what we're called to do. But no, because there was no official pastor title. There was no offerings being taken up. Yeah. There was, we were sitting on the floor, for goodness sake, of my basement. And what God was moving uh, come a year later, and I, my husband and I get a job offer in California to go to this amazing church and a pastor that we love and adore and that we've listened to him our whole life. And we're like, oh, this is why we moved to, to America. Uh-huh. This is the reason. We go over to California. We look at schools. We're looking at homes. Oh, you're moving forward. Oh, yeah. We're thinking this is why we're... And then there's this nag in my heart about these 100 people that are in my basement. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how, I can't just abandon these people. We've taken them on this journey because God was doing miraculous things. I mean, he was healing people. He was delivering people. He was setting people free. I mean, we are having revival mm. meetings in our home. And I'm like, I, I don't think I can leave these people. And we were at my friend Carrie's recording in Dallas. And it was that weekend that I said, God, I need I need a word from you because I Everything on paper, this job in California feels Looks, good. I mean, yeah. And it's provision and all those good things. But something in my heart is just wrestling with it. So I said, you've got 24 hours to give me a big fat no. I'm looking at billboard signs. I'm looking at everything. Like, <laughs> you know, for the word no. from the sky. Yeah. yeah. Anything. <laughs> I'm just Come going, on, God. Please. Nothing until the night of Carrie's recording. And we're, we're in up in the balcony. No one knows who we are. We're just coming as friends. And this guy randomly comes up and says, I don't know who you are. And he looks over my husband and he says, but I just see a worship warrior over you. And I see you as a teacher. And I I don't know where you guys live. I know that you're Australian by the sound of your accent, but I just see you leading a worship movement in Nashville. And we're like, okay. He said in Nashville. In Nashville. Now You've we're in Dallas. never met this man before. No, never. And he goes, and I don't, he goes, I've never done this in my life. He goes, I could be totally wrong, but I cannot. I know. Like, I'm telling you, it was so crazy. We walk out of that venue, bawling our eyes out. Right. And bump into my dear friend, Christine Kane. Uh-huh. And she sees me and I hadn't seen her in about a year and a half. And she's like, Alex, what on earth is going on in your basement? And I said, I don't know. You tell me. And she goes, guys are telling me that their their lives are being changed. You are radically seeing reformation in your basement. She goes, don't you realize this is a church? And I'm like, oh, no, no. No, no, no. And she goes, you have to plant seed here. She goes, you and Henry must reproduce what's in you in others. And it's in Nashville. Well, we leave that place bawling our eyes out. And we're like, crumbs. Like we, we've we gone to plant a church and I don't want to plant a church. I just want to go 
do something. I don't want to be the senior pastor. I don't want to do this. I don't want to be the person who hurts people because, you know, Mm -hmm. that was my experience. And God just said, no, this is it. And so we came home that weekend. It was Thanksgiving weekend. And we announced to our hundred people, we're like, guys, this is a church and we're making it official. And the rest is history. Now we've got over three and a half thousand people in four and a half years. Amazing. Where'd you come up with your name? That one was really crazy, actually, because uh, everyone kept saying that I go to this thing in a basement uh-huh. and it got weird. Like people were like, what do you mean? <laughs> you go to this There's thing. There's all these people gathering in a basement. <laughs> Lives are being changed. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, we go to this thing and they're not our pastors and it's not a church. And I was like, you know what, we've got to give it a name. And um, when we kind of realized what it is and uh, I was actually reading in the Word and again, I was going through the whole process of church and deconstructing it and really asking the hard questions with the Lord and saying, God, I, I don't know whether the church as we know it is what you had in mind when you prophesied over Peter and said, on this confession, I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I said, I just don't think this, what I see, is what you had in mind. I said, because people have to kind of clean up before they get into your presence. People have to go through all the hoops and and jump all the hurdles before they're in leadership. And yet when I look at the way you chose your 12 that you entrusted to build your church, there were 12 crazy misfit Mm -hmm. guys Mm -hmm. and you enabled them to belong before they believed. They belong to you as sons before they believe you are the Christ. Mm. And I said, I think we've got the church kind of the wrong way out. We're saying believe, then you belong. Mm -hmm. And God says, no, you're already my son and daughter. You just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. So I need you to know that you belong to me. Then believe in me. Then when they were around Jesus, their behavior then changed. And I just believe in a church that says, hey, come. Come in. I don't care where you're at because you're a son and a daughter before you're anything else. You just don't know it yet. Mm -hmm. And then let's see what God will Mm -hmm. do. And my friend who was in uh, California at the time, she goes, Oh my gosh, Alex, that's it. It's the belonging. Your church is called the belonging. And I'm like, oh, yeah. (laughs) And it stuck. And it stuck. Four years. We're four four years in. Yeah. Okay. So there you go. So when I hear you talk about your experience before in church, and I I feel that you got a little hurt. Yeah. I hear that story often. I hear that story. And my husband's a pastor. And so we hear that. Yeah. And I love the church. Yeah. I think it's God's doing great things, yeah. right? You know this. Yeah. You see it every day. Yeah. What do you say to someone mm. who has been hurt by the church before? Because yeah. you and I both believe that that there are really great things that God's doing with His people. Yeah. Um, what do you say to them? Well, firstly, everyone's going to get hurt in church. Everyone. If if you're a human and you have blood pumping in your veins, you are going to get hurt in church. I wasn't hurt by church. I was disappointed mm. in the way man was leading the church. Mm-hmm. I wasn't hurt by it. Mm. I wasn't, I, I am a church going girl. I stayed when it was good, when it was bad and when it was ugly. And I was in the same church from when I was 11 till I left to go to America mm-hmm. till I was 39. And I left very well. So I just need everybody to know I wasn't the disgruntled, jaded, right. hurt. I was looking at the church and going, my unsaved family and friends don't want to do a church because they don't feel loved and accepted. The building, the place. The place, not the building, the place where the people are at because Mm -hmm. the people aren't really living what is being preached. And so I was disappointed in the way church is because we can think it's one way, but you you take a person that just comes in off the street and get them to survey you and then you'll really know where you stand as a church. And so I began to, I just saw so much collateral damage around me. Uh, I'm mature enough to go, I, I, God is who I serve. Jesus is right. who I serve. Right. Man is fickle and is going to, you know, hurt people. I, I, that wasn't my issue. My issue was it just feels more like a production and a business and an institution rather than a family. Mm. And um, and I remember the Lord saying to me, don't hate my bride. Mm. It's my design. But instead of getting upset about it, 
like what you see, why don't you focus on being the bride I'm coming back for, Mm. the pure and spotless one, Mm. the one that actually loves at all costs, the one that never rejects a person, even when they hurt you, the one that isn't judgmental and critical and religious, the one that isn't about the program rather than the person. And so our uh, manifesto, if you like, is encounter over entertainment, it's presence over presentation, it's people over position, it's intimacy over industry and Jesus above all else Mm. because I feel like that's what the church Mm. as a whole can become and has become. And I was like, okay, be the church that he's coming back for. Mm. It is helping you do what you do right now. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. This is how we, we've we t- totally led from this place. Totally, totally. Okay, so I saw that you guys just had your On Wonder Conference. Yes. Yes. I was reading about it and I thought, I, I, I love the title, first of all, because I do feel as though there are so many people who have lost that. That's right. That's They've right. lost that wonder yeah. that Jesus is. Yeah. Um, what What is your hope for this uh, my, our generation and the generation yeah. coming up, what is your hope for them in continuing to see the wonder and awe of God? Yeah, I really hope that we've got a place, places of worship that actually have encounters with Jesus, mm. not just entertainment and just good production and good preaching. I, I don't think they're the things that change people. I think the presence and power of Jesus are the only things that change people. And so let's stop putting on church and let's get out the way and let Jesus It's take your manifesto. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what happened at conference. I mean, you just get out the way. And there was an awe of God that people were prostrate on the floor, not wanting to move, not wanting to leave. Why? Because it wasn't someone singing or it wasn't someone's great preaching. We left room for Holy Spirit to move. And, and people are undone in the presence of God. We've lost the art of letting God do what he does best. And we've tried to fill in the blanks. We just talk too much, I think. Yeah. Why do you think we do that, though? Do you think we get, like, uncomfortable with... Well, because we're not encountering it in our own secret places. Okay. And so we're performing and we're we're doing what we think is right or what we see is done, but nothing's really changing. And so the way I, like... Mark, our litmus test is what is the fruit of people's lives mm-hmm. after the fact? Are their marriages better? Are their homes better? Are they are they are they not struggling with anxiety and fear and depression? Are they off their addiction? Are that where are they? Because in the presence of God, it changes everything. Right. You know, going to church, there's so many broken people in church. Just because you're saved doesn't mean you're free. Mm. And so You've got to make it at a place where you encounter the real Jesus. Mm. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. 
I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Guys, I know you're loving this conversation I'm having with Alex, but I want to stop for just a second to thank two more of our sponsors who make the happy hour happen every single week. The first one is Grove. Grove is an e-commerce company that makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and family and make sure that you never run out of your favorites, which is my favorite thing about it. With their own safe, effective, and affordable Grove flagship products, as well as amazing brands like Mrs. Meyers, Method, 7th Generation, Tom's, and Real Simple, Grove curates premium quality products that are natural, beautiful, and sustainable. Then, my favorite part, they deliver everything right to your door when you want it. Better yet, they are offering free shipping and free returns, no questions asked. And their Grove guides are always available to answer questions or add items to your next order if you run out. You guys, we have been using Grove for a long time. And my favorite part is that I always have what I need because it just comes straight to my door so I don't have to think about it. We have one of the new scents that came out for Mrs. Meyers apple cider that we are loving around our house. I get my laundry detergent from them. I've gotten paper towels from them. I get cleaning supplies from them. They make it really easy and convenient for me. Sign up for Grove Collaborative at grove.co slash happy hour, and you'll receive a $30 Mrs. Meyers gift set for free with your order of $20 or more. That's grove.co slash happy hour. Guys, our show today is also brought to you by Love Justice International. Human trafficking is one of the most devastating and inhumane crimes in the world. With an estimated 20 to 45 million slaves in the world today, Love Justice International is determined to rescue as many lives as possible from this horrific injustice, but they need your help. Currently, through the dedicated support of people like you, they work in 11 countries to attack trafficking at the most strategic moment before women and children have been exploited or enslaved. To date, they have prevented over 15,000 innocent lives from entering a life of abuse and darkness. As Love Justice International continues to expand their reach across the globe, they invite you to join them in this crucial fight to save more lives. A one-time gift of just $100 can fund the interception of a beautiful life from being sold into slavery. Give freedom now at lovejustice.ngo. Imagine that moment in time that marks the difference of either experiencing a life of horror or returning home safely. That is what you can help make happen every single day. Join the fight for justice today by going to lovejustice.ngo and follow them on social media to learn more. Find them at lovejusticeintl. Okay, back to the conversation with Alex. You um, have a book that came out this year. Yeah. Taylor Made. Mm-hmm. It feels like a lot of that book 
from the parts that I read were written from a really some places of hurt for you of not believing yeah. that God had a purpose for you that he yeah. that you were intricately made for your yeah. divine calling. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that. It's really my life story, and I think uh, I think you grow up. Um, like I said before, you you can get saved, you can invite Jesus into your life, but you can still live with the fractures and the broken parts that family or friends or school peers or leaders or teachers put on you. And I feel like the enemy has a really basic plan for every human being because he hates that we're made in the image of God. So what does he do? He goes right to the source, he goes to the beginning, and he tries to corrupt your story. Mm. When God had a predestined plan, he's going to come in and tell you who you're not and you're going to live out that narrative rather than knowing who you are and living out the fullness of your identity in Christ. And so really my journey is that my upbringing wasn't all great, Mm -hmm. but um, God's story was always great for me, but I had to believe who he said I was over what people or circumstances dictated to saying who I was. Yeah. And that started at a young age for you with Mm -hmm. having to believe. Now, did you grow up in a Christian home? Yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you're still having those lies that you had to leave. Yeah. Well, Uh, just because you were raised in a Christian home doesn't make it perfect. Exactly. There's a lot of skeletons in closets. (laughs) I know. Yeah. I'm like, ask my kids when they're older, you know? I mean, I'm always like, all of us have stuff because we're all humans raising humans. (laughs) We are broken people raising broken kids. Um, But I, I found it very interesting, too, about something that seemed, can you tell the story about what your mom had said? Because I read it and I thought, it seems so seemingly innocent. Yes. But how it put a seed in your heart. Tell us about that. Yeah. Um, My mum only wanted two children. So, you know, she she was very vocal about that. So when we would talk about, you know, tell us about how we came to be, my mum just flippantly, without realising, was like, and I think a lot of parents have said this when they've had the surprise. I think I've said it. Yeah. The surprise child, yes. right? So you're like, you're the mistake, right? You don't you don't mean that with malice. No. You love your child with of all your course. heart. You would take a bullet for Thou- your child. Thousand bullets. But I love I love this story because it's so how the enemy works. Mm. He'll take something that is flippant mm-hmm. or ingest or funny mm-hmm. and twist it to bruise and to mark and to to speak. Uh, defeat, like you're not worthy, you're not wanted. Mm -hmm. So couple that with my mum's issues Mm -hmm. of generational patterns. So we were, you know, there was a lot of physical and verbal abuse. Now she was actually a great mum. Practically, she would make our lunches and, you know, our house was perfect. And you would look at our household on the outset and go, Perfect family, beautiful family. Mm -hmm. But on the inside, a lot of fractures going on. So couple the you're not, you're the mistake Mm. with all those then other words, you're stupid, you're not good enough, you've got to live up to a standard, da, da, da. You start just believing the negative over the positive. And so what seemingly was so simple actually was quite detrimental to me and my belief system. And so I carried that throughout the young years of my life. What switched? Jesus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think when you just get to the end of your rope and you're like, God, I can't do this anymore. And he's like, why are you carrying Mm. what I carried on the cross for you? You're just not believing who I say you are. Pick up my word and actually believe it. Put Alex in every place and believe it. Like take it by faith. Mm -hmm. And and I think sometimes we can read the word and it just washes over like it's for somebody Somebody else. else. But you have to just believe it. And when I started believing it, it started to do the transforming. Mm. But it was really, in essence, when I forgave Mm. the people that hurt me, that true freedom. You could kind of let go. Yeah. 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 I think about that story and we could, we could put anything in there. I mean, I can think of things that people have said to me super flippantly that I have taken them as truth. And I think when I think about what you're talking about, because I've had to do the same thing with some lies in my life, is that action of believing what God said for me, and it may be different for you. For me, it's like, I have to choose that all the time. Always. Yeah. I always have to say, God, I'm going to choose to believe that what you say about me is true. Yeah. And the lies or what somebody else. Um, And I think that I'm going to go on a limb and say a lot of women would get caught up in forgetting Mm. that they might need to keep practicing believing God. Absolutely. Until it becomes your normal. Mm. Because in this area now, it's a non-negotiable for me. Like 
and uh, you know, being a pastor and, of a church, large church, you have people who love you, and then you have your people who are disappointed with <laughs> you, right. and you have people who mis- misunderstand For you. Sure. That doesn't affect me anymore because I am so certain of who God made me. Uh, I know who I am. So when it's contrary to the truth, it's a discard. It doesn't even attach anymore where it used to mm. in my earlier years, but now that's such a solid given that I I'm I don't actually care what yeah. people think of me anymore. There are other things that I have to I have to it's my own dialogue now right. that I have that to, inner dialogue. You know, uh-huh. Like can I do this? Uh-huh. Am I capable? Like that I have to go back to the word God. So I think you can overcome areas, but it's, you know, even in my whole eating disorder thing that I write about, you know, that took years, but now it's like total dead, buried, totally. gone away, yeah. you know, whereas it, it did take a season, but mm-hmm. it's it's got to get to the place where it becomes your new normal and it becomes your belief system, which it can. You can renew your mind till it totally. Come, becomes Totally. Totally. Staying in the word. Yeah. Okay. So you and your husband work together. Yes. I am always so intrigued. With married yeah. couples yeah. who love each other and work together. Yeah. Tell me how that has been. I have been working alongside my husband before he was my husband uh, for, gosh, since 1994, I think we started working together. So we weren't married and then we got married in 98. Uh, so we were best friends before we got married. And honestly, this is going to sound so cliche. It's okay, and we're ready. So ridiculous, but seriously, working alongside my best friend is the best thing Mm. ever. We are really good at working together. We don't fight. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but we don't. We have disagreements, Uh absolutely, because we're very different people, but we don't fight. We don't argue. We don't. And the disagreements will always work itself out. Like if it's like, hey, I don't think that that's the way. So of course we've got disagreements. Right. Look, there was conflict earlier on in our marriage because of my issues. You read about them in Uh the book. But working together now, especially in this season, it's awesome. It's really fun. We love it. It's not work for us. It's our life calling. And so we just we just love it. It's actually, and I know that's really dumb, boring answer. Oh, whatever, it's great. It's actually, and we do a lot. We talk a lot on marriage, actually, because um, I believe it's so much an enemy tactic to get you divided. Mm-hmm. And that's why we lead the church very much like we lead our family. Mm. Um so I, I don't think I'd want to be a pastor of a church if we didn't have a solid, rock, rock, rock solid yeah. marriage. Yeah, I, I think that's danger. Mm-hmm. And I think, and even with our kids, you know, I think you have to lead like you would lead your family. There yeah. shouldn't be my pastor hat and then my parent hat and then my wife hat. It's all one and the it's same. It's confusing to kids as well. Yeah, yeah. My husband grew; he's a pastor's kid. Yeah, and it can be confusing when there's different hats. Yeah. Very confusing yeah. uh, to lots of people. Yeah. I saw, I read somewhere that one of your favorite movies, oh, and now I forgot it. Yes, when I write it, they're uh, in the reality gas station. Bites. Reality bites. <laughs> the reality bites. Remember when they're in the gas station? Yes, that and they're is, on the trunk yes, or the bonnet, yes. whatever you guys call it, the front of the car. We call it the bonnet. The hood. The hood. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, that is one of my favorite movies, and not a lot of people have oh, seen I it. I love that you love it. <laughs> See, this is why we could be friends. Yes, everyone needs to go yes. watch reality bites this weekend. Yes. It's such a good show. Um, But I was reading about it and you quoted something from it, but that all got me to hear. You talk a lot about um, being in the wilderness. Yeah. And what it has taught you. And I would imagine that might be part of your journey of coming here that Mm. we talked about earlier of just kind of, God, I think you're bringing me here. I don't know what we're doing. Absolutely. Um, I want to hear you talk and encourage women because I think that wilderness, I mean, when you're on the other side of a wilderness, you look back and you're like, Wow, God, you did amazing things. Mm-hmm. When you're in the midst of yeah. the wilderness, you're come kind of like, God, where are you? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what like encourage yeah. us women that are maybe in the middle say, of that yeah, wilderness? I think I think we're in more wildernesses than we are in promised lands. Yeah. and 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 I used to think wildernesses were punishments, mm-hmm. and they're not. They're promotions, and I think you know there's a scripture in Hosea that says. I lured her into the wilderness so that I could speak tenderly to her. Mm. And I actually believe that he brings us and draws us. He drew Jesus into the wilderness, number one, to overcome the enemy and to gain an authority over the enemy that man had not been able to do in the garden. And I believe that's so much what our wilderness is about. It's about leading us into a place where there's no distraction. There's And actually it reveals what we truly believe. In your wilderness, That can be good or bad. 
Exactly. But God's so patient with Uh you that he'll work with you there until he gets you to the place he wants to. And I think it unpacks, okay, who, who am I? when there's nothing around mm. me, what am I? What am I supposed to be doing? And what do I truly believe about God and the nature of God? And so I want to encourage every woman that don't kick and scream in it, wondering when I'm going to get out of it, sit and go, all right, God, what are you trying to teach mm. me here? And what are you equipping me for? Because I see it like it's a Navy SEAL boot camp. Mm-hmm. You don't go, they don't send their Navy SEALs to war until they've gone to boot camp. And boot camp is grueling. And you think that's the worst that you it's going to die. Be. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. But actually, that's not even the real enemy territory. That's just preparation. So if you can't overcome boot camp, you're never going to face the enemy and win. So see it as Navy SEAL training boot camp because it's actually you're, you're, you're developing strong muscles, mm-hmm. a backbone, and an understanding of who God is when there is nothing. Mm. And I actually pine for those seasons, to be honest, because it's actually where I grow the most. Yeah. And you, you see God in a different way. I, yeah. I just actually spoke at the conference on um, the awe and wonder of suffering and how through suffering, you actually get to see a facet of God you will never see through um, when it's at, on the mountaintop. You just don't. You just That's don't a hard message. It. It's a very hard message. And I, I mean, I believe it. Yeah. I have countless people have said I felt closer and more intimate with God yeah. in my suffering than yep. I ever have. And they actually say what you just said. I yearn for that. Yeah. I yearn yeah. for that. Yeah. How do people ever, I mean, I, that's a hard message to teach. It is. I can stand on it and believe it. And yeah. I really believe that mm. to stand up in front of a group, Alex, mm. and be like, hey, y'all, yeah. let's oh, well, you come to my y'all. church. You don't say y'all, do I don't you? say y'all. I still have never said it, except for just now repeating you. But I don't <laughs> I don't say it in anything. But well, I want to say crummy. What did you say earlier? Crumbs. Crumbs. What does crumbs. that mean? It kind of like means like, oh, darn it. Oh, you know, like, oh, okay. Oh, crumbs. Okay. Oh, I'm going gonna, gonna to try to use that this yeah, week just, in my oh, life. Crumbs. Oh, crumbs. Okay. But you've got to live it. You've got to live yeah. it first to be able to teach it. And um, and and so for me, I mean, our messages are straight shooting messages. They're black and white. I don't preach to appease. I preach to challenge. Um, otherwise, you don't grow. Uh, we, we don't need com- comfy couch churches because that they don't develop anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm very, very, <laughs> very mindful that yeah. the way I challenge my children is, you know, they don't get it easy yeah. because I want them to grow and mature and, and, you know, snap the foolishness out of their heart and grow yeah. them. But uh, that message was p- quite profound. And um, and people, will, that's the one where everyone's like prostrate yeah. on the floor at the end of it. No one's wanting to move. Why? Because they're understanding that God's not being mean. Mm. He's actually really kind. And if we asked him, asked him for things and he never gave us another thing, we should be content in our salvation. And... As Christians, I think we're a little bit westernized and I think God becomes our genie and when he doesn't come through for us, we throw our fist and you just got to read Job and realize, oh, we got to be careful. Or leave America. Yeah, just leave America. Yeah. I mean, that's what I always feel too (laughs) because my husband Aaron and I have been having conversations a lot lately because I I see a lot of that, that um, those conversations about if God is not this, then he must not be good. And I just think, man, that message doesn't fly other places. Uh-uh. No. Like you can't take, take it to that. a third world. Exactly. It doesn't translate mm-hmm. because God is good yeah. when they're in absolute distress. Yeah. I got the um, really great honor to preach at our county jail last yeah. week. I served there and they invited yeah. me to chapel. And as I was on my way to chapel, I was a little bit nervous only because it's a different demographic. Yeah. Yeah. I go there every Tuesday, but we do lessons. And yeah. here I was in the chapel preaching and yeah. I'm just praying. And God really spoke to me and he's like, Jamie, if your message that you preach when you travel around and you go to these churches, if you can't say the same thing in the jail, that's right. then you're not preaching truth. That's right. And I was exactly just, I was so right. like convicted and like, thank you. Okay. Yeah. I believe this. Yeah. If it doesn't fly with my ladies in the jail yeah. and it can't fly no. with 500 women, you know. Absolutely. In I nice believe clothes. that wholeheartedly. Yeah. And I think if you can't, I just said the same thing to my staff. I said, if you can't speak to a child or a prisoner mm. and them not get it, then then you've got to relook at your whole mm-hmm. theology. Yeah. Because it should translate from the youngest to the oldest and everyone should be able to get something out of it. You know, we're not just preaching a message to make women feel good. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus either is who he says he is or he's not. Yeah. You know, uh, he's a chain breaker. And I think 
actually he's nearer to the brokenhearted than he is to the, mm. you know, soccer mum. Totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, okay. So Alex, what do you do? What do you and Henry, what do you guys love to do with your kids when you're not doing work? We are, f- we're a foodie family. Oh, okay. So I love it. we love to venture out into new restaurants and thank God Nashville is you have great food filling here. up yep. with great restaurants. So we, we, we venture out and we, we go eat and we love to shop and we love to browse and we love to walk and, uh, and we love just hanging out at home. Mm-hmm. We're really home. I'm a homebody yeah. through and through. So yeah. That's what have you do. been to Austin? Uh, no. Okay, I saw I, you in Waco. Yes, I was this close, Which, far away. People in Texas, when we see all these people coming yeah. to make road trips to Waco, it makes us giggle a little bit because Waco has been nothing yeah, until Chip and Joanna. Yes, and they've redeemed yeah. Waco. And I was I was actually in Colleen. Oh, Texas. what were you doing in Colleen? I was speaking at a church there. Okay. So that's why I was yeah, like, so clo- yeah. I had Saturday off and then I was like, what do I do? Uh-huh. And they were like, we can take you to Austin. And I was like, oh, I've never been to Austin before. But then I saw that... Magnolia uh-huh. was, and it was only fifty minute drive, and I went. Well, I'm probably never going to get out this far again, True. so I might as well just. Well, if you can ever get to Austin, would love to go to Austin. I, I love all you Waco people, but Austin is a yeah. million times better. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> I've heard Austin's like Melbourne, Australia. <gasps> oh, that's yeah. a compliment. I, I re- like t- people say it to me all the time. They said you've got to go to Austin. It's very cool, and I was like, okay, it is very cool, and we have yes. really great food. Yeah. Oh, I need which to be there. is what my husband yeah. and I love as well as yeah. getting out and venture out of good food. Yes. Um, okay. You said you're not reading right now because you're writing. Yes. Can you give us a clue about what you're writing about? Or are you a no talker? Uh, just one little of. clue. I'm, I'm really talking about uh, really what I've been preaching the last four years. I'm talking about the kingdom of God uh-huh. in very practical terms because I feel like, again, I feel like all we've done is break down the gospel in really bite-sized chunks. And it's it's almost like people have gone, that's revolutionary. Like, how have I never heard? I'm like, where, where let's just go back to the basics. Yeah. I feel like I'm just taking this book right down to the basics to what does it mean to love your enemy? Because hmm. we've got a lot of angry Christians yeah. on social media. I am appalled by the way we speak to each other. It's it is disgusting and we don't understand the love of Jesus. So I'm just taking it right back down to what does it mean to love your enemy? What does it mean to do good to those who hurt you? We don't have any rights as a Christian, yet we're always screaming, my right, my right, my right, my right. When you became a Christian, you gave up every right. So... I'd rather be in right relationship than be right. Mm. And um, that's what Jesus calls us to. So my whole book is on the kingdom of God and what that actually means. It's God's way of doing things. And it's, I think we've lost it. We have literally gone so far away and we're justifying ourselves by being Christian. Uh That's not Christian. I'm I'm off Twitter. Like I can't handle it. I I just don't, I'm appalled on what actually gets the the barrage mm-hmm. and I, it just makes my heart very sad. It's very crummy. Yeah. Did I do it right? Yeah. Very crummy? Well, yeah, you could say that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I tried so yeah, no, hard. It's, it's, you I can, tried no, that's so good. hard. Like I was trying Jamie, to get it in good I'm proud of you. <laughs> I was trying to use the context and everything. But yeah, I... So anyway. That's, anyhow. That's okay. Good. Well, good. I can't wait for that. Yeah, um, I really enjoyed what you put out. It was super Thank vulnerable you. and yeah. um, I think that is... I love vulnerability, yeah. not just for the sake of vulnerability, yeah. though, to point people yeah. to Jesus. And Absolutely. so thank you for doing Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well... Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Here you are. BPM's high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, I mean, just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. 
doing that. Um, what are you loving these days? Like what you're like, okay, I got to, I love this so much. I got to text my girlfriends. What are you loving? Oh gosh. Well, I'm in the throes of probably one of the busiest seasons of my life. So I don't even, I think I answered that pre-question, but I don't even, I just said Jesus. Okay, you <laughs> Yes. No, because I have so many things on the go right now that I'm not even having time to, I'm building a house. So, um, that's just taken up all Are you my, in charge of, like, are you like I'm contracting just, it out? Well, every, no, we've okay, got to build it, for sure. but I've done all the design and um, when are y'all moving in oh yeah that's the uh how long's a piece of string <laughs> um so it should be a month away but it's been a long process it's been a year but I've been just doing too much in my brain that did right you now. design the house mm-hmm. yeah and today I, I would I would be an interior designer if I wasn't doing what I do yeah well that's so, a fun gift to have yeah very I love fun it. very I love fun it. um well Alex thank you Thank you. Thanks for your ministry. Thanks for your encouragement. Um, thanks. Thanks for being vulnerable and thanks for joining us today on The Happy Hour. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure chatting. Guys, don't forget about Grove, the e-commerce company that makes it easy to discover the best natural products to take care of your home and family and make sure you never run out of your favorites. Grove's convenience lets you set the schedule and helps make sure that you never run out of the products you love. With their own safe, effective, and affordable Grove flagship products, as well as amazing brands like Mrs. Myers, Method, Tom's, and Real Simple, Grove delivers premium quality products that are natural, beautiful, and sustainable right to your door. Sign up for Grove Collaborative at grove.co slash happy hour, and you're going to receive a $30 Mrs. Myers gift set for free with your order of $20 or more. That's grove.co slash happy hour. Okay, you guys, I told you it was an incredible conversation. I loved how Alex shared that the words of others often make our own belief of ourselves as truth when they are so far from the truth of who God says that you are. My encouragement to you this week is to take some time to sit with God. Ask Him to show you how there may be things that you're believing that are so far from the truth of who God says that you are. Then grab some girlfriends and share with them what God showed you as we fight those lies together. Friends, today's show is edited by Chris with Podshaper, and the music was developed for the show by Matt Graham. Next week, my guest is Darina Williamson. Darina is a bridge builder. She's a pastor's wife, and she is passionate about producing literary work that will impact the next generation towards lasting change. Guys, enjoy your week. Share the show with a girlfriend. Have a happy hour with a friend. And if you happen to be at the event that the ERLC is putting on Thursday through Saturday in Dallas, please come say hi. I'll be there, and I'd love to meet you and hug your neck. Bye, guys. I'll see you next week with my friend Darina. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food service.